Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hey, y'all. Dave. What's up? And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good things. So, Craig, what's good? Well, this will not be relevant to our listeners in the future, but it is totally relevant to the people that are currently in my channel and who are listening live. GDQ has just started. It is their 10th anniversary, no less. Um, So for those of you who aren't familiar, Games Done Quick is a thing they do twice a year during this time of year for the, the awesome Games Done Quick block. And six-ish months from now will be Summer Games Done Quick. They raise money for charity. They have raised a ton of money for charity. I think they announced it was something like over $20 million total in the past 10 years they have raised to prevent uh, cancer foundation. It's amazing. It's a 24-hour for the next week or so of speedruns. They showcase different things. They have fun activities. It's pretty entertaining. It's going on all the time, 24-7. So if you're watching now and you're interested, go take a look. It's easy to find. I'm pretty sure it's on the main page of Twitch, but it's under Games on Quick. Um, if you're in the future, you can watch the VODs, or you can look forward to Summer Games on Quick, which is in the June, July, probably June time frame, I think it is. They might know, something like that. Uh, I think I remember looking ahead. I actually think it's at the end of June, and it's actually going to be over before July even starts this, this time around. They usually announce it at the end of this game, on Quick, what the next, the details of the next one. So. I'm pretty sure the dates are currently on their website. If you go yeah. to gamesonequick.com, I think they already have SCQ dated. So, sadly, they moved down to Orlando this year. Uh, I was looking forward to, to starting to go, maybe start volunteering, but then they moved down. But I have speed games live in the area now to look forward to in the September, October timeframe. Lots of speedrunning events, but this one is the good thing because they raise money for charity and it's amazing. Cool. Uh, Dave, what's your good thing this week? I got a coupon. <laughs> for what? For what? And for how much off? $10 at Target. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah it's not too bad. I just, I was at even at an automatic checkout and it was like, you qualify for a $10 gift card. Pick one up off the rack and scan it. I'm like, all right. Um, but my good thing this week is a song from a game show, possibly the best song from any game show, and that is Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, written and performed by Rockapella, who apparently yeah. still exists, have a website, go on tour, and all that. Really? Uh, it's a good song. That's <laughs> awesome. I honestly have never heard another song by Rockapella, but I have heard that one song about a million times. They did so other good. songs on the game show, though. Yeah, yeah they did. That game show was so good. I wanted to be on that so bad as a kid. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad at geography. I wouldn't be. Uh, well, the I think... only reason I knew geography was because of that <laughs> show, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're not familiar, it's... It's a, an acapella group, so no instruments, just their voices, but they also rock. Really good. Uh, fantastic to listen to. And the lyrics in this song are just incredible. As a 
as a claiming aspiring author, I look up to like I wish that I could reach the echelon of perfection that is the lyrics of this song. Just uh, a small example. I'll just read off one line. Steal their soul in South Korea. Make Antarctica cry uncle. From the Red Sea to Greenland, they'll be singing the blues. <laughs> you know, yep. there are probably references as a kid I, I never would have figured <laughs> out. Like their soul in South Korea. Yeah. That is that is an extremely good line, yes. Alright. Uh, so my good thing this week is... Uh, I actually recently watched the first season of the TV show Preacher, which is based on the comic book series that I was just never really able to get into, the the comics. Like, I've tried many times. They always came highly recommended, and I just couldn't do it. Like, I lost interest so quickly, and for some reason, the show is working much, much better for me. And so, that's my good thing. It's uh, It's a weird one, though. So, probably not for everybody, but a lot of fun. Preacher. And don't forget the uh, sequel by Dusty Springfield, Son of a Preacher. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, so, Tori, what do, you, what do you have this week? Oh, guys, I have so many good things. Because it's been it's been weeks since we recorded anything, so they've just kind of been building up. Let me yeah, start yeah. listing them off. Okay, so, we, we The Witcher came out. Yeah, the, the Netflix show, The Witcher. I love it. I love every bit of it. I love everything about it. I think it's fantastic. It follows the book really well. I was surprised because looking at the preview, it looks like it's not going to follow the book at all, but they make it work. And and so it's great. And I love it. So there's that. The Mandalorian finished. That was already my good thing. But the, the season ended and the finale was yay. And I loved it. Uh, so that was good. Rise of Skywalker came out. And uh, I know that the Critics have been tearing it to bits, but what do you want? It does what it says on the tin. It's a Star Wars movie. It's not the best you know, Star Wars movie, but it's all I right. It's like, pretty. I, fa- I find I don't t- necessarily match up with critics. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So not much of a good thing, but I have been sick for, for like three weeks, you guys. So I've been on the couch. So I've just been watching shows. And some of them were shows that you guys recommended to me. I... I uh, I did Watchmen on HBO, and I started Westworld, and uh, there's just a whole lot of good things going on, just just getting into his dark materials. Um, so, yes, I have, been, I have been sitting around and consuming a lot of media uh, because I am too unwell to do anything else, but I have enjoyed all of it thoroughly. So, regarding The Witcher, it's next on my to-be-watched list after I either finish or get tired of Preacher. Well, that is a decision I can get behind. Uh, so, all right. Um, Dave, you read some chapters at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, Craig, I hope you have the Sandropedia up for Warbreaker chapter 49 and 50 right now, uh, just in case my bullet points no longer make sense to me, as I wrote them <laughs> two weeks ago. Two, I, I over the last out. three weeks. Okay. And I just read it as well, so it's fresh in my mind. You just read the cliff notes, or are you actually... No, I'm actually reading. Mike is the one oh. who doesn't read along with us this book. Okay. <laughs> Correct. I am I am slacking this book. Although I did just finish rereading Skyward so that I could start on Starsight. Oh, I need to do that, too. Although I just started Legion, which was almost my good thing. But then I remembered that song by Carmen Guy. Yeah. The Carmen, yeah. So, okay, real quick. 
slight tangent. Who here has read Legion and not immediately thought of Morgan Freeman being Tobias? No, I did. Everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that yeah. was intentional. <laughs> I swear, there's a reference somewhere. I'm like, that's Morgan Freeman. He described Morgan Freeman exactly. <laughs> and JC is Jane Cobb from Firefly, or same actor, a slightly different role in Chuck, but basically the same I was, thing. I was actually thinking of as like Woody Harrelson, like from Zombieland. Because you always think everyone is Woody Harrelson. <laughs> No, sometimes I think people are Jeff Bridges. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, I'm not the only one that's like, oh, it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, that was super intentioned. And, yeah, it's uh, Adam Baldwin's characters from Firefly and Chuck is JC. I love you guys. I, talk about I don't know if later. I've mentioned lately, but I love you guys. <laughs> All right. Warbreaker, Chapter 49. Let's go. Bullet points. Nightblood has a crush on Vivenna. Nanrova is a colorless liar. The carriage was the real target. Vasher knocks out two guards, but they were just kiddos. Always thank the strawman. Little girl. Vasher gets mad and big. That piece of string has a lot of ranks and open lock. Nice <laughs> try, Nightblood. How does little girl know Vasher? Vasher breathes on little girl. Dogs are scared of Nightblood. Mizzle is returned with a lowercase r. All right, now you get to summarize it. Good luck. Uh, I so mean, Night I could, I could do it, but it's not as fun. All right, Nightblood make some comment about Tavasher's head, like, "Oh, Vivenna's pretty cute, huh?" I think Nightblood has a little crushy poo. But, uh, but Nightblood can't see her. Nonetheless, he claims no. that she's pretty. Maybe yep. he's maybe he's just picking up on Vivenna's confidence vibes. That Vivenna has confidence in her own prettiness. And that's the sword is all about vibes. What if Vasher is actually the one that has a crush on Vivenna, what? and that's what Nightblood senses? Nanrova is a colorless liar. Help me out. I is don't. Nanrova the priest. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So Nanrova's the priest, right? Is he the guy? Yeah, he's the guy. Uh, okay, I see. Vasher was working guy. with him, and then right. he was he, supposed to be anti-war. He changed his uh, stance right. on the war arguments, and so Vasher's like, "Ah, that guy." Yeah. yeah, man. What what would motivate Nanrova to change his position on the war? Maybe we'll find out by the end of this chapter. Uh, so you know, we were led to believe earlier that the. Uh, today in Silent Bob, uh, <laughs> attack this Zenth and Tongfa. Um, we were led to believe that they attacked this some carriage as a distraction so that they could cause ruckus elsewhere, but it turns out that the carriage was the actual target, and Vasha realizes that the carriage was carrying Nanrova's daughter, Mizzle, and yeah, now they gotta go save Mizzle. And Vasher's like, Vivetta, you can come with me if you want, but you don't have to, but you should probably get off your butt sometime. And so she joins them, and there's like these little straw soldiers like Vasher made before, and he always makes sure to thank them. And Vivetta's like, why do you thank him? They're just pieces of straw. And Vasher's like, he turns around, and his uh, his tousled, tousled hair flowing behind him, and his scruffy beard, and with a glint in his eye, he says, 
always thank the straw man. <laughs> wow. Sounds pretty ominous. So they take out some guards, like lower red guards that are just kids, and then Vasha gets mad and and physically bigger, maybe? Uh, Vivenna either assumes maybe it was just a trick of the light, but he seems to get bigger. Maybe he tapped his pewter mines. What? Uh, Where are you getting that? <laughs> from a void, obviously. Alrighty. Sazed must have come over. Alright, so the piece of string. Alright, so Vivenna opens. She awakens a piece of string to pick the lock on the cage where, where Mizzle is, right? Mizzle's in a cage. So he's like, poof. He's like, unlock things or whatever. Or like, unspringulate things or whatever she says to the string. And she sticks it in there, and it unspringulates the lock. Just like so it, it's twist things, is the man twist things. That's what I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and I don't know. It seems like she should have to know how to. I don't know. Maybe that's. It depends on what kind of lock it is, I guess. I'll allow it. Nice try, Nightblood. So while uh, you know, Vasher always has Nightblood with him, and he usually keeps Nightblood sheathed and kind of uses him. As a blunt weapon, like a like a keto stick, no kenpo stick, you know. I yep. like there's a sword inside, but a lot usually you just whack people with the stick part of it, unless you really want to do some killing. And Nightblood's like, you want to kill these guys, right? Don't these guys want to die? You know, she want to draw me and kill a bunch of guys, and he almost gets to him, but Vivenna talks some sense into him, so I just try Nightblood. And uh, Vivenna is not able to settle down this little girl. She's just screaming and crazy. But when she sees Vasher, she takes a liking to him immediately. Like, who is this guy? Why does she trust Vasher? And then she becomes returned with a lowercase r, meaning that they return her to Nanrova's house. Good thing you clarified that. Otherwise, yeah. return with a lowercase. And there's also dogs. And dogs don't like Nightblood, because Nightblood only likes squirrels. But they do like fashion. And that's the end of Chapter 49. What did I miss? Um, you got it, pretty much. I can't think of anything else that you skipped. Alright, so, moving on. Mike can't wait to use that truncate button. Oh my god, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Why wasn't that your good thing? (laughs) Uh, Well, because it's been... 72 episodes of not using that and then I finally found the thing. Ah. Before you know it, you'll have as many episodes using it as not. Now we can get some quality. A, a year and a half from now. All right, but, everyone but for real, that, that, w- that was like I don't know, 40 minutes or an hour every week of, of like manually sto- scrolling through and deleting stuff. So, three entire days, approximately, of work I didn't have to do. Wow. But that just means you value it all the more. And that's not counting pretzel break. <laughs> so, right, so uh, chapter 50, chapter huh? 50. Chapter 50. Light Song and Blush Weaver each have 20k. Weather love is often unpredictable. Which was just a cute line. I don't think it has any bearing on this chapter's plot. Light Song is the biggest wise guy in the Pantheon. Siri asks the Light Song for help. Except she doesn't because she gets caught on the way to the amphitheater. Aunt Vivenna. Time to vote. Light song can be frustrating like that, like not voting and stuff. I should have put some punctuation in that one. Gee golly. <laughs> I wrote that one today, too. Um, and finally, Light Song waves his flag. And that's a wave with an eye in it, in case I lost you. I got it. I, I <laughs> pick up what you're putting down. 
but White Song is not putting down a vote. No. All right, chapter 50. It's time to vote on whether or not Halendron goes to war. White Song and Blush Weaver each have 20,000 lifeless at their command, evenly matched. Blush Weaver obviously wants to go to war. Light Song wants to think about it. Uh, whether <laughs> love is late to the party, often unpredictable. It was just kind of a joke line, I think. But I liked it, so I wrote it down. Uh, biggest wise guy, we all knew that. And now we cut back to Siri, and she's like, Alright, it's time to get some help from Light Song. And then suddenly, Siri is pregnant, except she isn't really. Or she could be, I don't know. Was that in an earlier chapter, or was that this chapter? That's this chapter. Okay, where the priests are like, oh, you're, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go out to the amphitheater in your present pregnant nope. state. And your husband should stay here too. And so neither Siri nor God King go to the amphitheater for this vote. And yeah, seems like a load of bunk. Seems like the priests of God King are trying to control the situation here and be all deceptive and not letting people really let know what God thinks about going to war. And Makes perfect sense. Aunt Vivenna. I don't know what that means. Oh, it means that she's going to be an aunt, at least yeah. according to, yeah. Uh, I think maybe Vasher says, like, oh, it looks like you're going to be an aunt. Like, he's heard wind of the, the babby rumor. Yeah, he found out and he came back like, congrats, you're going to be an aunt. <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, what? That's my little sister. Uh, yeah. And now it's time to vote on whether or not we go to war. So they have this scene where all the gods, all the, all the priests get together and they have their final debate. Then they go back to find out the will of their gods. The gods send them back with a flag. A green flag it means that they want to go to war. A red flag means that they do not. The overwhelming majority of flags are green. However, Light Song notes that only two votes really matter because only two people have command of the lifeless, him and Blush, he and Blushweaver. And so the votes doesn't really make a difference because Light Song's just going to do what he wants anyway. And as far as his vote goes, he doesn't. He doesn't vote. So, he waves his flag. So, so speaking of this, how inefficient is this voting system here? It's not, it's not closed, it's not hidden, so you can easily be swayed by seeing with your eyes who's voting what and where. And then, as Light Song mentions, really, Blushweaver and himself, they're the only votes that count. And, of course, you can see it, you can deduce what that means. I think there was cheering when, when uh, Blushweaver's flag started going down because she was voting for war. And, I think uh, it reminds me of that guy that wanted to be voted emperor. And they were going to vote for him until they realized he was going to win. And they didn't vote for the guy. Ellen was his name. He was going <laughs> to win. He was going to win the tiebreaker or something until the right. guy realized that it was tied. And the guy's like, yeah. I want my vote to count for something, so I'm going to change it. And he's like, well, I guess you can because I wrote the rule. And well, that guy probably died, though. <laughs> Dang. But at least I have a so question. Oh, man. So what happened to the Colas? The Colas? All right. I guess if you haven't read Mistborn <laughs> Book 3 yet, this is a spoiler for that, but we covered it in a previous episode. Uh, what happened to the Colas at the end of the book? Uh, that was a Rafo. Dang. Alright, next question. Ask Any me again in a year. About- I, like, I like how Dave <laughs> wants to talk about Mistborn, even though we're near the I end just, of Warbreaker. It, it, it came up uh, when I was thinking about Mistborn earlier this week, and I just... I thought that was a good opportunity to ask because I was thinking about Mistborn because of the election thing. 
It's See, a. It's funny because before we started recording, when you were streaming your game, whatever you were playing, and you were dying on the spikes, and the boys were talking about it, and I said, "No, no, guys, spikes was the last book. Now we're on Warbreaker," and and then we go. <laughs> and here we are again. So whatever game I was playing, it is a really good question. Yeah, you know what I happened wasn't to the Coloss. <laughs> But, Super Metroid. but no, we can't. We can't answer that. For okay, I because it it dawned on me that, and this is where you want to close your ears. The Coloss were at one point human. Okay, now you can uncover your ears, or Mike can cut that out. That's um, a really ineffective way to do spoilers in an audio only <laughs> format. Uncover <laughs> your ears. Uncover now. But anyway, so like they weren't dead, and they weren't misraised. So like something that like it'd still be so, like around right or i don't know but so for uh, a minute like spiker spike a dude spike a doodle still exists in era two so as a meta comment I thank you craig believe we have <laughs> the approach where we can talk about any spoilers up to the point of your reading so is that previous, is that allowed okay is yeah, that previous the books rule? are fair game all right Elantris dies. Yeah, <laughs> if if someone decides to jump ahead and, like, this is their first episode and then they get unintentionally spoiled on, like, a Mistborn thing, I feel like they really can only blame themselves. Internet comments will then blame us, but I'm fine with that. It happens. What you need to do is cut up the episode and put that before the Mistborn spoiler. No, I'm not. I'm 100% not going to do that. Not me, not you Future so Mike, neither of us. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do with your extra three days a week or whatever that you got? It was three days, an hour a week, spaced out over however long we've been doing this. Like two years now, right? Well, we yeah. had two we had two muncher days, so it was definitely over a year. All right, let's, let's get back to the chapter, so. Oh, I'm um, done. Oh, done? Okay. That's it. Blade Song waves his flag. That's my last bullet point. So, thoughts so far? Like... We we don't know what Light Song's going to do. I mean, he walked away deciding not to vote because he made yes, it. Important. Yes, we do. We we all know exactly what Light Song's going to do. Dave doesn't. Yeah, he's going to go back, drink wine, and slack off like he always does. I just keep thinking, I wave my flag, I dye my clothes. It's a revolution, I suppose. I think, is that a song? Uh, yeah. Nice. Did you just write it? <laughs> no, it's radioactive <laughs> by Imagine Dragon. Oh man, I was I was thinking there was some reference to some Dreamlight song had. Is that the one with the the, the fiery panther and this? Yes. It was the one where the chapter was like one sentence long. Is that there's a reference to that dream in this chapter, and I can't remember what happened uh, in that dream. I thought the one that was one sentence was that um. T- to tell her burns to tell her to tell her to tell her to tell her or not to tell her to tell her how you feel i believe was a previous bullet point from dave that i really really enjoyed thank you but uh so this is another neat chapter all of our viewpoints are actually in the same physical location roughly has there been more than the three viewpoints no. I feel like uh, the king four. had a short viewpoint. Yeah, I feel like the king. I don't count that. He doesn't count. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, five. That's like, saying, that's like saying humans viewpoint chapter makes him a viewpoint character. We're Karn. We're Car. I keep wanting to call him Karn, like the guy from Home Improvement. 
so we've had Boy, Thrasher, Siri, Vivenna, and Light Song. Where is Thrasher a viewpoint character other than the prologue? Diddlin. The prologue. Did he have any other than the prologue? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because when he... Uh... Yeah, he's been spying on Vivenna a couple of times. Oh, there's a, when he went into the when he snuck into the palace and made Aloysius. That was yep. viewpoint. Yeah. And Nightblood talking to Accepted. him. Uh so would you say that the Sander Tsunami, Sanderson Avalanche has begun yet, or are we not quite there yet? We already oh, passed it. Remember? It was, <laughs> it was when it was when Ranger Man died. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so like halfway through the book. This is then. the undertow right now. The undertow is coming. Do tsunamis have undertows? I guess they do, right? I don't know, but that is my second favorite Tool album. That's my favorite Olaf ability from League of Legends. Uh, Alright, do you have any do you have any magical mechanics questions for us, Dave? What's a Nightblood? Uh, Nightblood is a type 4 entity. <gasps> don't oh, see that! Oh, man. Why he already has it. This is from like three episodes ago. Uh... I guess my question is, when are Nightblood and Blush River going to meet up and slaughter the land, but phrased as a magic system question? You know we're not going to answer that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> uh, the answer to that is the seventh heightening. Oh, it's pretty close. They're like only two heightenings away. Are they? Are return fifth heightening? Yeah, return. Their divine breath acts like it. Okay, but they don't... It's, heightenings it's, are are exponentially harder right. to retain, right? Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's exactly exponentially, but I think it's like a logarithmic scale, and even then, you know even that's fun? not quite accurate. Differentiation. What's that? Logarithmic differentiation. But point being is, it costs more to get up to the next level than it did to get to the previous level. Did you just post Jason Hughes and Kevin Smith as your... <laughs> Even though I had already done that. <laughs> Is it because I said Jay and Silent Bob in this episode? Yes, yeah. I thought you were doing a new thing, but you had already done that before and I forgot about it. <laughs> Alright, I, I, I think uh, that's about all I have to say for this episode. We only had two chapters. Yeah, it was a shorter week, um, but these were longer chapters. As the diagram foretold. As Diagon Alley has foretold. Um, Alright, Dave... You have seen three worlds worth of magic systems so far. Uh, okay. Which would you? Which is your favorite to read about first? Scadrial. All right. Second, if you could access one of these magic systems to use for yourself, which one would you use? And you can separate out the three on Scadrial. I think. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to say Aeon Door because it's a do anything robot. Yeah, dude, it's perfect. Because you don't have to like, you just have to draw. You just have to draw with your finger, like zoop, boop, magic. See, I do like that part. I don't like the part where you have to be some shiny silver person. Not a fan. Uh, I'm on board with the shiny silver person. I'm not on board with the. It takes years of study to master, and if you do something slightly wrong, you turn someone's wife into an unkillable zombie that's in pain forever. Oh, that's why the priest is mad. That's true. I also like the idea of Farukami, um, but more, I don't know, we talked about this. If you store your caffeine mind, then you don't get any restfulness out of your sleep or something. Uh, Correct. 
So ba- basically, I spent a lot, so here's the thing: I spent a lot of time sitting around doing nothing, so I may as well be filling my metal mines. That would actually be pretty useful. And that's where it is. It's all about timing. You know, yeah. store it when you don't need it, and then tap it when you do. Yeah. And I'm I'm generally a pretty healthy guy. I mean, not that I have extremely healthy habits. I just mean that I have naturally a good constitution, so I could save that up for a rainy day. Be a little sick all the time, and then when you get real sick, you just get better immediately? Yeah. Well, like right now, since I've been sick for days, and I'm so tired of being sick, Farukami is seeming like the way to go, because I could have just stored up a little bit of health in, in healthier times, and then when I got sick, just... A big burst of health could wipe that sickness out and put me back at normal. Uh, see, I would actually go with our current book's magic system. Um, biochromatic breath. Hair? No, the biochromatic breath. Uh, because, one, if you get enough of it, uh, it, it slows your aging. Two, the side effects of, like, perfect pitch, perfect um, color awareness, all of that, that just sounds fun. And oh, then number three... The part- where you wouldn't get sick. Yeah, there's right. that. Uh, and then if you get bored, bored or lonely, you can make a little friend to go find your keys for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Also, hemolurgy might not be too bad now that Ruin is dead. Like, Casesa, it's not gonna. Uh oh. Casesa gonna go all up and mess with people's heads. Oh, man. You mean because uh, hemolurgy being hemolurgically spiked allowed Ruin to uh, to communicate and manipulate people? Yeah. I guess we'll have to read and find out. But he can't be as bad as Ruin. Oh, man. You know, in like a year once we get through with Way of Kings. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, the live episodes, we're about two or three, you know, episodes that have been aired. uh, We're about two or three episodes into Warbreaker. And I'm thinking after we finish Way of Kings, then like there's still going to be a hundred Way of Kings episodes. So I, I won't be listening to episodes from the current book after Way of Kings. This is just, yeah. uh, on that topic, Tori, do you, does the diagram have a total number of episodes for Way of Kings? It does, but the diagram is way over there. Okay, we'll, we'll check it later. Uh, so does anyone have anything else? Yeah, spoilers. Check Dave out. Does anyone have anything else for Dave? We love you and you're pretty. Aw, thanks. So, all right, sounds like Dave needs to go away. Bye, right, Dave. I'm out of here. Click. Bye. You're not out. Get out of here. It made the sound effect. Let me try again. Boom. It's so, not working. We guys. still see you. <laughs> so now that Dave's gone. Okay, Dave actually is gone now. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. So Now that Dave's gone. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what, what you got? What's going on? Um, so briefly, I wanted to talk about Vasher, as you do. Uh, there's just, just his, his use of awakening, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, we keep getting these hints now that Vivenna has a little bit knowledge about awakening. Um, uh, you can, you can sort of get the idea that what he's doing with awakening is 
beyond. And of course, she references it. He, he's pretty ridiculous in what he can actually do. He makes little straw men know what the heck a tunnel is, look for it, and jump up and down when they find it. It's a straw person. He does that. It's what he do. Uh, so, with regards to Vivenna's um, lock picking, it would have yeah. to be a very simple lock. Right. As long as, as, long as the lock is simple enough, and you have enough time, I think it would eventually work. So she figured it out, but I'm talking about Vasher's awakening, because he's doing the more complicated commands. It's like, well, what is it? Be my hands and grip what I must. There's the whole protect me that his cloak does. It's pretty cool. He does stuff. But what can you expect from one of the five scholars? Um, but what is neat also is that we are getting some hints that he's more than what he seems. Uh, the physical size that we're not even talking about when Dave's here, um, he does grow in size because he actually is a return. Like He has this. And <laughs> all the return could learn to shapeshift themselves in minor ways if they bothered trying. But they don't. I, they technically do. They just they form a certain way and that's just how they stay. Because that's, that's just the ideal. Like That, that part is subconscious. But they could do it intentionally. Right. Uh, and I think the book has reference that in the past, the return used to look different. Based on what the ideals of beauty were, they would look different like 300 years, oh, two, 300 years ago compared to how they are now. So they, they've done it subconsciously, but yes, they could actively just change it. We know Dent does and we know Basher does. Cause they're the one, one of the old returns that are still around. So that kind of makes me wonder what uh, Yestia looks like these days. Hmm. I'm curious about him. Uh, the the annotations do make references to what the sequel will eventually be, and it just makes me more excited to eventually read it. But we got a long way for that. I think we talked about it during the last Colossal Munching Day, and it's just, there's no immediate plans for that sequel. We just know eventually we'll get it. And whatever Brandon may have originally planned for the sequel, uh, there is no guarantee before it gets published that that's actually going to be what happens. True. I mean, so. I suspect we're going to get more. I mean, it's, it's tentatively called Nightblood. So I suspect we're going to get more about him. We figure out why Nightblood is actually on Roshar. Dude, I can't wait. I, I want to know Dave's reaction to what is that? The end of Words of Radiance? We got so long of a wait, but that yep. line sent chills. I read it and I had to put the book down and like, wait, this is happening. So cool. And the yeah. fact that Nightblood is a robot's friend. Oh, sure. He's supposed to be like a shard blade. Except that they gave him a mind and a personality. And so he he's he's well, he's more of a spren than have a mind and personality than spren do. It's just that he's a piece of metal that has a mind. Doesn't work so well. So Although, then, well that, that brings up questions. Metal. That brings up questions not, about Vivenna's fake shard blade, because it doesn't seem to have a mind and a personality, or at least not no. anything that we saw. I think it does have a mind. It's just better designed. I don't know what command Vivenna used, but I think it was designed better, and it seems much more stable compared to uh, Nightblood. Yeah, it seems logical to me that having spent time around Nightblood, she would have figured out what went wrong there and tried to improve on it. I mean, yeah, I he's, he's definitely like an alpha release, and she put some bug fixes in. I suspect she gets help with Vasher on that, because the reason Vasher has Nightblood in the first place and he kills, um, I forget her name right now, but his, his wife and Dent's sister, uh, is to make sure things like Nightblood aren't designed anymore. So the fact that 
that Azure slash Ravenna makes her sword means he, he has to come to some agreement. Otherwise, he would not be happy with Ravenna. And maybe that's the case because they, they don't really interact. Who knows? But yeah, I'm excited for the sequel. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to mention Vasher's been doing some pretty cool awakening stuff. Uh, it's the most awakening we're going to actually see is through Vasher himself because he knows so much. You can see what Vivenna tries to achieve, um, but it's it's very different compared to like Vin doing Alamand. Like she sort of just picks it up, and there's a ton of stuff you can do. Whereas Vivenna tries to do awakening, there's only a little bit you can do that you can just sort of stumble upon. And even then, she learned way faster than she otherwise would because she has a ton of breath. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna have to change my answer to the which magic system would you want? I. I was leaning toward the biochromatic breath because, as as we said, I wouldn't be sick right now. But there's a there's a there's an economic problem like that. That breaths are behind super, a paywall. Super expensive. Yeah, it is behind They're, a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I can afford Farukami. I'm gonna stick with that. And that uh, income inequality on Malthus is just ridiculous. Like, the Court of the Gods is decadent and wasteful beyond belief, and uh, the Idrian Quarter is, like, the poorest thing we've seen since the Ska. Yep, I don't want to, I don't want to go that good in office. Like, I would say the Ska are worse off, but I would also say the nobility on Scadriel aren't anywhere near as decadent and wasteful as the Court of the Gods. I don't know, I think they're both pretty bad in their own way. Um... I think the only other thing I wanted to mention is Light Song. He he's indecisive, um, but you can actually see he's he's very different. I didn't really want to bring it up with Dave too much, but he feels very different than how he was in his first couple of chapters, where he's just being lazy and not caring. He realizes he has a lot of power and he can do something, but he doesn't just vote for for no war. He just says I'm not voting at all, which is a very interesting choice to make here. Uh, so in the chat, we have a request to discuss how the return can survive on other forms of investiture. And we know that there's something about Roshar that allows um, Vasher to basically live there indefinitely. It's well, likely the high storms. No, he, he so they specifically return E investiture. And in the case of on, on Nalthus, investiture is in Brack. Uh, when you go to Roshar, it's in the, the little gems. So you can just suck on the gems every week. Except we don't ever see him doing that. There's no evidence that he's doing that. Well, he doesn't need to. He just needs to have it in his pocket, probably. But and again, it's sort of like how Kaladin hmm. was inadvertently just using the gemstones. Uh, I suspect it's the same for which Vasher. we see Kaladin doing that. We don't see Vasher doing that. We don't have any well, evidence that that's actually what's happening. We get viewpoints from Kaladin. That's how we know it's happening. I'm sure Vasher is much more secretive about it. I mean, don't we get a scene of Vasher hanging out in a ice storm? I seem to recall that that was a thing that happened. I remember Kaladin visiting him in a high storm, I think. No, it was during the weeping. But... From what I remember of the annotations, or at least uh, words of Brandon, it's much easier for Return to exist on Roshar because I suspect how easy it is to get invested. From what I remember of the High Storm, it just invests things. Um, and of course, investiture is stored in the gemstones, and that's why it's so easy uh, to get access to investiture there. Maybe Vasher is just somehow storing in himself 
uh, investiture from the high storm. Like maybe it's just as easy as that. Well, Vesper is using breath, and we see when Kaladin and Shallan are using stormlight that they breathe it in. Like they've got the gemstones, and they, they like that's it describes them as breathing it in. That's how they get the power out of the gemstones. So, I mean, there, it there's solved. There's what breath, breath. involved. Oh, I, I think it's just it's just how they infuse it in themselves. So uh, it's so, not capital B breath, it's lowercase b. So Brandon has said that the investiture on Roshar and the investiture on Nalthus are very similar. Um, but again, we don't we don't get actual evidence. It's all supposition at this point. So then the question in chat is like, could they feed on metal mines? And I don't think the metal mine is storing investiture. Where is it? Because like, if you're storing health or strength. I don't think it's stored as investiture, but the um, the magic system of schedule is very, very different. Uh, in the case of Allomancy, for example, metal itself isn't invested. Uh, you can use any metal. It's just acts as a catalyst or a key in order to access investiture, which is actually from preservation. That's how Allomancy works. Rukami is what? And neutral. You have to store something, whatever the trait is, and then you you tap it and get back. I'm not sure what investors use that. I have to look that up. So what we need, actual, what what we need actual. is is more um, Chris and Naz. We need, yeah, we need their we need their story. We need them showing up other places and asking pertinent questions. And we need more world hoppers on different planets showing off what they can do, which we really haven't gotten yet. Okay, mechanic. Rukumi is an N-neutral... By the way, this is from the Coppermine wiki, so shout-outs to them. This resource, this is such a good wiki. This is one of the best wikis, I have to say, has been written. There's so much here. And, you know, the funny thing is, it's just, it was answered or written by Brandon, and fans have just compiled this. Um, Anyway, uh, it's an N-neutral manifestation of investiture. allows you to convert certain attributes into investiture and store them in metal that they are in physical contact with. So it is changed into investiture. Now, in a normal metal mine, I don't think you know anyone could access it because you have to have the identity. However, if it's an unkeyed metal mine, then they probably... If it is investiture, then they could definitely use it to uh, exist. From what I know of Return, the investiture that they use, the breath that they use once a week, is, is basically their fuel fuel source. They don't have to eat. It doesn't really do anything. One breath a week is enough to live. And just imagine how much a normal human body actually uses, how much energy we use in the course of a week, especially our brains, which uses the bulk of that energy. And a breath, which is some form of investiture, a breath can sustain that for a whole week. Pretty crazy. It's a lot of energy. Uh, so Felmite points out in the chat, that only a Nicrosil metal mind stores investiture, so no, I don't think health would be considered investiture. Except that what Craig there. just read off the copper mind directly contradicts that. Mm. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like what, what, what Fel Knight is mentioning, because that, that is true. There is specifically you can store investiture, but we haven't really seen that used, have we, in the book? Nope. We have no idea what that interaction looks like yet. So we don't know what it means to store or tap investiture. So that's that's also another big question. Anyway, 
from what we know of the words of Brandon and what we've seen in the books themselves, it's much easier for Return to exist on Roshar because of how easy it is to actually get invested. Which my thinking is that it's literally just existing on the planet while a high storm goes past rather than being a direct interaction with Stormlight. Right, but I will point out the high storm is infusing, and I think it's just because that's what honor is to do. And the high storm is just being honor. That's that's what it is. Sort of. So weird. yes, my my theory on that is not quite the same as as what you were saying earlier. I don't. So you think... don't think they're sucking it from the gemstones? No, nope. think it's directly from the high storm. It's it's simply existing on the planet as a high storm passes allows them to basically get enough oomph to get through another week. And we know Kaladin survives a high storm, not just because he had stones in his pocket, although I think that helped. I think he was also infused during the high storm. Right, but he was he was barely starting to be a Night Radiant at that point, so he could only keep a little tiny bit in himself at a time. Sure, but the gemstones are they're basically batteries, so it doesn't really matter. It's just it's just where investiture is stored when you're not using it. Which is why I think maybe Zahail can use it. Because it's just a battery. But I'm not sure that he's keyed to that specific type of investiture. Where a Knight Radiant is. But maybe, he's, yeah. He's keyed toward the biochromatic breath. Well, maybe it's enough for him to survive on, but not enough for him to do awesome stuff. But we have gone far afield from the yeah. events of these chapters in Warbreaker. So do we have anything to tie back into that? Um, what the, uh, for those of us, I do recommend... If you are reading this along with us, maybe doing a reread, make sure you check out the annotations that are on Brandon Sanderson's site, because there is some neat insights there. But as one of the things I'll mention, Siri is taken aside from the priests here. The reason the priests are doing this is because they actually do want to protect her. Now, she thinks they're trying to put a stop. Dave thinks they really want this war, and stopping Susabron and Siri is one of the ways to ensure that the gods will vote for war. But in reality, it's more like they see what the gods are doing. So it's more of an effect. They see the trend that the gods are arguing for. They're probably going to vote for war. We need to protect Siri because she's just going to be a target. So they actually are taking no steps. Of course, this right here, this chapter, this is it. This is the start of the Sanderson tsunami. It's going to start. I think it starts happening next chapter. But this is what when Bluefingers is like, I gotta act now because they're on to me. Oh. Yeah, and that's a good point that you bring up. Uh, the first time you read this, like, you have no idea that the, the priests are the good guys. And when you're reading it again, you know, on, on rereading, it, it just, that really stands up. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I've yeah. been admiring how artfully done it is. They'd I mean, the seem is... much more trustworthy if they didn't act so freaking sketchy the whole freaking book. I was gonna say, Trilogies is still a jerk. He's so, he's just on his high horse all the freaking time. Like, take a step down. If he was more approachable, none of this would have happened. Siri could have actually trusted, maybe even worked with the priests to get Susabron do stuff. But instead, they have to work against the priests because they don't know any better. Oh, so did you guys notice that Dave, like I did, every single time I've read this book, thought that Siri actually was pregnant and, and just took it at face value? Yep. Whereas, yep. whereas you guys have apparently convinced me that no, she wasn't, and they're just lying to her. We know she mentions that she has her period some couple weeks ago. Um, 
So it would be way too soon for her. She wouldn't be showing any signs yet. Um, and I think she mentions it. I think it's mentioned later on when she actually talks with Vivenna. But I don't fully recall yet because we, we're not up to that part. So yeah, she's not pregnant. So one of you is going to have to break the news to Dave in the next couple of weeks. I mean, we'll talk about it when we finish the book. That uh, that Vivenna is not yet an aunt. Nope. No Auntie Vivenna. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I had. Only two chapters, so not much, but... What? Yes, yes she did. She'd been sleeping with Susebrin by now. Yeah, she's been sleeping with him, but that doesn't necessarily mean... It's mentioned in the annotations, there's something else that has to be done for a return to actually have a kid. It doesn't just happen in a normal biological process. Um, the, the priests know, apparently, there's something that needs to happen, something that needs to be done in order for a return to have a kid. And any return can have a kid. Yes, not, not just, just the God King. But they're saving that information for the God King. Yeah, Hoyt is specifically called out in Warbreaker, because that's the name of the storytelling. And yes, he does something that looks like Sand Mastery, but we can't be sure. Uh, and it looks like he takes unpowered sand and then powers it, which is weird, and not how Sand Mastery works in... I thought it specifically said somewhere, I don't remember if it was on the Coppermind or in the annotations, that it was not Sand Mastery. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's what in I my head for some reason. I could be wrong. I apologize, Internet, if I'm wrong. I'm sure you'll tell me if I'm wrong. But I think I that was a word of Brandon. Okay, that works a little bit better. I mean, we do know that he does have some amount of uh, illusion powers, even before he becomes a proper light weaver. And we know he does use other forms in uh, on Roshar, which we'll we'll talk about when we get to Wit. Oh, man. Uh, so what's the over-under on Dave figuring out that Wit and Hoyt are the same person? He won't figure it out until specifically Wit mentions he has other names like Hoyt. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, well, I've been wrong every other time, so I'm going to go and say that he will spot it right away, immediately. Okay. All right. Uh, does anyone have anything else, or should we go ahead and shut down? Nope, I'm going to go watch some GDQ. Tori? Uh, no, no, I can't think of anything else. Are you also going to go watch some GDQ? No, that's not something I'm going to do. Okay. Tori, but they do good stuff. They fundraise. Tori made a Twitch account just to watch Dave read the last 50 pages <laughs> sure, of he Hero of Ages. So, all right. Goodbye, Internet. Good night, right. Internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast. Or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.